want to do something tonight. Is if you notice somebody that's not here, I want you to get out your phones really fast with me. Yeah, in church, you're allowed to get out your phone. Think of somebody that's not here. Text that person and say, we miss you tonight. We miss you tonight. Nothing more. Not, not uh, you're going to hell because you're not here. Just we miss you tonight. So Just kidding. <laughs> you're totally texting that. I know that, um, and if, you, if the person that you thought of was Maya, it is her birthday tonight, and she had her appendix rupture yesterday. And so Lil is with her. Alicia, you're not allowed to sit back there. You have to come up. You have to sit with us. We're so excited. We love you, girl. You are allowed to sit there. Just messing with you, girl. I love it. We always miss Nathan when he's not here. Austin is making his rounds. Um, you should definitely tell Christine we miss you. Um, I'm so glad she's there. Um, this last week, um, we talked about the things that the Lord is taking us from. From uh, We talked about Abram was exalted father to Abraham, father of many nations. And these are all the things that we came up with last week. Uh, a couple people weren't able to be here. And I don't know if that person that's here tonight, those people that are here tonight that weren't able, would like to put something on the, on the board for what we're doing. I know... Billy and Sarah, they had a birthday party to be at. Do you want to add anything? That's all right. No problem. Do you want to add anything? All right. I'll give you some time if you change your mind. Um, but I've got some stuff tonight that um, will be fun to do. Um, is there any way you could run your dad down? Not in a car. But <laughs> I actually like him. Um, and... and uh, See, he had some scissors for me, and I wasn't able to find him before the service, and I don't know why I should have just texted him, but I kept getting tied up. He's got some scissors and glue for me. All right. Yes. Um, um, all right, so here I'm going to spread out. I don't have any Sports Illustrated in here or people or times even, but I've got a bunch of stuff that you could look through and um, maybe start on your vision. <laughs> yeah, these are all the, mostly their parents' magazines, but some are vacation. Um, some, there is a in style over here. Um, here's what I want you to do. Okay. Um, we're creating vision boards, okay? So, first off, you're going to come over here really fast and grab, um, a piece of paper, that, the color of your choice, to start your vision board. And maybe you don't see a picture here tonight, but you know what you want to put on your vision board. And, um, all right, so... Come on over. Grab mine.
right. Also. Oh. Vision, what you want to put on here. So we're going to have some scissors. We can cut some stuff out. Grab a magazine if you want to um, over there. So a couple, maybe look through it and you might see some pictures that you want to cut out this week. Maybe you don't want to do it here, but you want to do it at home uh, because when you, we're talking a little bit about 2020 vision because it's 2020, and we know that when you see clearly, and they say perfect vision is what? 2020. Yeah. Um, but how many know that um, for us, what we see in the, in the natural may not always be what God intends for us, right? So instead of what we have is our natural vision, God intends for us to envision something that's spectacular that goes beyond what we've what we see physically and what we can see spiritually right so one of the things that I had a bodybuilder that uh, mentored me for a little bit in the gym and his name was Adam some of you know my, my buddy Adam Armstrong um, maybe some of you don't probably it's been a while since he's been around but Adam took me under his wing in the gym, and it doesn't show now because it's been a couple years since I've worked out with him, but I think it was in 2014, I was bench pressing uh, two dumbbells on both sides that were 85 pounds, 90 pounds, and that's pretty good for dumbbells. I definitely lost that muscle and can't do half that probably right now. Let's, yeah, we need to, I, I need to get back, but, um, I, I just know that Habakkuk 2, verse 2, says what? Anybody know? Yes, it does. It literally does. I'll read it to you if you want to go there with me. Habakkuk. It's such a fun word to say, but I never know if I should say Habakkuk or Habakkuk? I think Habakkuk sounds better. <laughs> All right. It's your... <laughs> you never forget it. All right. It says, it says, starts out, it says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. Does anybody know what a rampart is? The tower. For, is, I mean, we sing about it. <laughs> that's right that's right Billy to the rescue not the only one and he says and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected I love how Habakkuk we're going to call him Habby that's uh, a cuck I don't know which one's better cuck <laughs> that sounds like a bad word if you slip it's, it could be he says, what I will answer when I am corrected. I, like, I love how he comes from the place where he goes, I'm going to get corrected. When God speaks to me, I'm going to get corrected. I mean, obviously, we want God to make us into the people that he wants us to be. And one of the things that I know it's really difficult to come from something that we're comfortable with right now 
to become somebody that will be, right? And I, I don't know if, if you're comfortable with this, but I hope you are. And if you're not, you can get comfortable with it. But I'm going to take a picture of everybody at some point tonight. And, and I want you, I, what's that? I want you to, want you to look in the mirror and take a picture, take a picture in the mirror because what you see tonight is not what you're going to see a year from now. And, and this may, this may be something, you've got to, you've got to measure your progress. That's what I want you to know. Like if, if I was, this is not just physical, but it could include physical, right? So I'll say, I'm going to throw Mila out here. Mila has made this amazing physical transformation in your life. And, and I hope it's okay that I, I took liberty to say that because it probably was not easy, right? You're still doing it, and, but it was a change of life. Well, and I, I, this isn't a message about the physical. This is about the metaphysical as well. It's about changing who we are to who we become. And measuring the progress in between is so key to understanding how we've come. Because we can get really discouraged. Was, it, was there ever a point where you felt discouraged like it wasn't happening fast enough? Like it just wasn't, you weren't getting where you needed to be? And what would, what would you say, like, the moment you realized, because, I mean, the transformation is astounding. It's incredible. Um, what was the moment that you, you thought, I've got I've to gotta make a change? Um, I had a high blood pressure reading at 19 years old, and they told me I don't need to wait, and That's, that's impressive. So sometimes, sometimes we get these like drastic measures, ultimatums, where it's either, you know, be on medicine for the rest of your life or get healthy. And I think some of us have been, we've been given an ultimatum, but that we don't realize. Uh, some of us, I think we're right at the brink of a fork in the road where we can walk in the truest form of destiny or we could wander into a path that will take us a really long time. I mean, I believe, for instance, the Israelites were supposed to walk into the promised land, but their attitude was not subject to victory. They didn't have a victorious attitude, and therefore they couldn't be victorious. They had a victim mentality, and they carried the mentality of slavery into, into the liberty that they possessed in when they wandered in the wilderness, right? And so they couldn't come into the fulfillment of God's pledge and promise. Awesome. If you want to put those over there, guys, go ahead and pick up some magazines, get some scissors. We're going to have to share. So um, this is going to be, I'm going to speak while you guys are doing this. But I, I really want you to think on, on four different levels tonight. I'm going to, I've already got a picture of this. I'm going to make a picture of it again, though, just to make sure. Um, All right. All right, I got this. I'm going to go ahead and keep writing on the board.
um, there's really, there's, there's several different, there's, there's several different aspects, but we can really, we can really narrow it down to three that we can develop the whole man, all right? So number one, what's, what's easiest to identify when we look in the mirror? The physical, that's right. So we can, talk, we can call that body, representing the physical. All right? All right, and uh, the second thing has to do with education. One of the things that we're doing right now, we're being here, we're being educated, we're educating each other. We're, uh, the mind. Thank you. So physical, mental, all right, body, mind, and then the third thing, spirit, easy, right? So inside of these, inside of these three, inside of these three things, we need to, we need to make goals in every one of these areas in our lives this year in order to develop into whole people. And then this is spiritual. But um, we want to be, we want to be mentally alert, spiritually alive, physically fit, and we can add s several other things that are also down here, emotionally well, and that can even fit inside of this mind because what you focus on, where your mind is, it also depicts your emotions, right? Yeah, wherever your focus is, the mind follows, and the mind is attached to the body, and that's one of the things that we do here in the United States. We, we disconnect the mind and the body a lot of times. We want to just medicate the body without addressing the soul or the spirit, and all of these things are affecting each other. That's why it's so important to simultaneously begin to set goals for ourselves um, in order to... Uh, one of the things that I'm realizing... I injured my back, and um, it was so stupid. I put a sweeper together for my mother-in-law, and she helps us as the um, captain of the custodial. I mean, she's head custodian, basically. What? I, yeah, captain doesn't sound right. Custodial manager? Anyways, uh, I was moving it around funny, hurt my back, and I realized, like, i got to make some changes. Like, if I was working out right now, I wouldn't have injured my back, but... I couldn't even hold Levi a couple days ago because my back hurt so bad. And so I, I had this awakening that I've got to do something. But if I go back to the scripture, he says, when the Lord speaks to me, he says, and what I will answer when I am corrected. Now, if I expect his correction, then I know that I'm going to shut this door because I can hear her coming into me. Um, if I'm expecting correction, then I realize right now that I'm already pliable because I, I don't believe that I've reached my zenith. People that believe that they've reached their zenith, they don't have anything to learn, don't have anywhere to grow. You know, you see certain, even athletes like Tiger Woods, who was on top of the world at one point, and suddenly took a dive in his career. Uh, and he was able to climb his way back recently and to win 
I believe it was a Masters again. But how many know that it's important to stay on top of your game, to stay teachable, and to be prepared to be corrected? Because if I perceive all correction as criticism, then I have nowhere to go. in him I can be I can be secure while I'm on the journey to where I want to go and I can be secure in recognizing that I'm I'm not a finished product but I'm a I'm still a valuable product I'm valuable because God already is making me and he continues to mold me but I know whose I am so my value is is not in the finish my value is in who's furnished me, in the furnish. Yeah. Something I've been realizing recently is that, you know, you communicate value to yourself by being willing to be corrected. You know, you don't, no one, you know, like, Michelangelo didn't spend, if he would have thought that David was a worthless investment, he would have, like, hit it once and then left it there. But he, like, was willing to go into, like, those small places. So, like, your willingness to correct, let yourself be corrected by the Lord communicates value to yourself, even if it's painful. Like the Bible says that no correction at the moment seems, seems good, but in the end it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness. And the Bible also says, like, you know, whom the Lord loves, he changes. And so it's like, if you can't be corrected, you're not receiving the love of the Father because instead he communicates value to you, not by hurting you, but by correcting you, you know, when you need to, like, train your child that you favor. So, we'll just, uh, willingness to be corrected creates value. That's something good that you just put there. I love what you just had to say. Um, don't perceive, I'm going to add this to the board, what I mentioned a second ago. Don't receive correction for criticism. And the critical spirit does something different than a corrective or constructive spirit. A constructive spirit is willing to identify the areas that you're weak in order to build on those things. A destructive or critical spirit is only in the, it's not a part of the process of rebuilding or restoring it simply seeks to scale down and tear down. And sometimes when we talk about criticism, because he says he said he, he knew where correction, he said, what will I answer when I'm to be corrected? He knows it's coming. He's excited about it, or he's at least prepared for it because it means development. But um, what happens with a critical spirit is they're motivated by a desire to see others low as they are. Because they don't want to improve, they're comfortable where they are, so in, in their criticism, they're hoping that others will remain where they are as well. Because I don't want to feel motivated like I've got to go to the next level or do something that I'm uncomfortable with to be better than I am, right? So if I can keep you where you are, then I'm okay where I am. But if I see you suddenly ascend, yeah... I've, I've got to do something to tear you down. 
And that's what happens suddenly when people begin to be successful. They're, they're met with criticism, right? Because people are upset by it. <clears throat> There's a quote that I'm actually going to look up because I don't want to butcher it. I used to, I, I memorized this, but by Teddy Roosevelt. And he says this. Yeah, I love Google. All right. Um, Every man among us is more fit to meet the duties and responsibilities of citizenship because of the perils over which. That's not the quote I wanted. You know what? I'll find it later. But he says, uh, he basically says, don't worry about the spectators. He says, don't worry about the spectators who are in the arena he said, but be more concerned with the champion whose, whose blood, sweat, and tears have marred him on the battlefield. He said, nobody deserves an opinion who's not a part of the project. You, you know, for people that criticize the government and they're eligible to vote, I hear people say, well, did you vote? And if they don't, I'm, then I say, well, then you don't get an opinion. Because if you're not going to voice your opinion where it matters most, why are you doing moving your, moving your mouth? You're not making any progress. You're, you're not actually affecting anything. I really, that's why I encourage people to vote because it's so significant and it shows that you're willing to truly bring change. Go ahead. Okay. Unwilling mind. Is not a teachable mind. I go back to I go back to cursive because that's what it goes to. Let's go um I'm going to read this though. I had a point in that illustration I was talking about with Adam that I didn't bring up cuz I I don't want to revisit that really quick. Um when I was with Adam, he told me he was, this was, he was really big at the time. He still is. But he told me that as a young man, he was a skinny guy. And he, he said, one of the reasons I really enjoy mentoring you or developing you is because I see myself in you. And he said that he didn't get here just by any reason, but he would keep pictures of Arnold Schwarzenegger and other bodybuilders on his wall. And it would motivate him. And he said even before he became, before he looked like a bodybuilder, he called himself a bodybuilder, right? Before others recognize me as a success, I've got to recognize myself as a success. Because uh, I won't become something that I don't perceive myself to be. And other people might laugh at you in, while you're in the midst of your progress and your process but if you don't see yourself there before you get there, you'll never get there. And, and so it's so important for us in our life, in our spiritual walk with God, to see ourselves where he called us to be, what he's called us to be, and to, and to make progress before we get there. That's one of the things is that when um, preparation meets opportunity, you have purpose. 
But so many people miss out on their purpose because they refuse to prepare for an opportunity that they can't see. We've got to see through the eyes of faith and recognize that, as, as the philosopher Eminem said, opportunity comes once in a lifetime, and once you get it, you better never let it go. But, you know, he's right about this. I, that's one of the songs that I do appreciate from Eminem, is that it, it's, the, it's the reality is if, I, if, I, if I'm not prepared, if I don't learn that instrument, I can't be a part of that band when they're looking for perfected my layup. That's why I don't play on the team. <laughs> but I, I, I can't be prepared to preach if I don't have a message ready, right? And so many of us wait for an invitation before we prepare. And God's, God's already given us an innate sense of understanding what our purpose is. And so we don't need to, we don't need to wait to prepare. We can prepare now for what's coming. I'm going to read this, and we're going to go back to Zechariah 4. Actually, I didn't even get to Zechariah 4 yet. I'm still in Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Why did, why did Habakkuk disappear? All right. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. That's one of the things that you're doing right now is you're making it clear on a tablet. You don't have to use stones like they did because we have paper. This paper's so nice. It's so much lighter than the tablets. Can you imagine going to Hebrew school with tablets in your book bag? Mom, I'm exhausted. <laughs> right? He said that he may run who reads it. How many ever, how many ever took off on like, a car trip or you're going somewhere and then you realize you don't have the directions in your GPS and you've never been there before? Has anybody done that? I have totally done that. Literally, literally, you're like, I have a general idea and all of a sudden you're like, I got to pull over. I didn't put this into my GPS yet. Because you just, you just naturally navigate out of the house. You're an autopilot and you're like, where am I going? I didn't put this in my, I've done it personally. But, but I can't get anywhere fast that I don't know where I'm going, right? Occasionally, God gives us certain steps, and so we follow in his footsteps until we get where we need to go. But he gives us, before, before we get somewhere, we have to have a clear path to get there and an understanding. It's called a plan, right? A lot of people believe that Jesus is going to come back tomorrow. And the problem with that is, could Jesus come back tomorrow? yes. But we need to live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow morally, but plan like he's not coming back for a thousand years. We need, a, we need a plan so that we as the church can succeed and grow, develop, and make Canton and Maslin and Louisville and the surrounding region flourish like it's supposed to. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. That's the worst part about this, is while you're in the midst of progress, let's say you're getting tough, buff, and stuff, you're getting lean, you haven't met your husband yet. You're studying 
your books right now. You're getting your degree, but you don't have a job offer yet, right? You are making things happen in your life so that you can succeed. Maybe that's you're, you're driving the car around, but you haven't taken the test yet, or you haven't signed up for drivers. I don't know what it is in your life that. Thinks the worst. I mean, when I don't see when I don't when I don't see the opportunity, it's hard for me to plan. So it says, though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Why do you think that right after that he says, Behold the proud? Because the proud is unteachable, because the proud is blinded by where he is and he can't see the future. Pride will always blind you from progress. Yeah. <laughs> and and I I'll bring this up too. Uh, I want to I want to balance the conversation on pride because for a long time I had a false sense of humility that I felt like if I tore myself down that I was being humble. If I if I ridiculed myself or I belittled myself to others that I would that was me being humble. No, that was just me being insecure. Like, you can be humble and confident simultaneously. Yeah, go ahead. Hmm. Whoa. At the same time. I love that. That's really, really good. Yeah, Eric is in your amen corner. I see it. You're about to get that hanky out. <laughs> That's so good. I, and for those that might be joining, we couldn't hear. Cast when they can't get it on the um, recording that Austin does. Pastor listens to this occasionally, so we got to be on a point. <laughs> if you're listening pastor we love you no um we actually do i don't know why i said no i'm just moving i was just transitioning to my next phrase so i want to read uh zephaniah Zach, no not zephaniah zechariah 4 we're going to read this for a minute Ze- zechariah I'll, we always say zechariah but it's actually zechariah 
And I had a terrible time trying to put that into the search, the Bible search engine, because I kept spelling it wrong. But I learned how to spell it today. I'm really grateful. Something I should have learned a long time ago in Bible school. Um, Now, the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who was wakened out of his sleep. Notice he wasn't sleeping, but suddenly he, he became aware. Has anybody ever ever lived like you were sleeping and suddenly like this awareness about you came into being it you get hit and you get hit in the head oh it's are we talking physically or uh, metaphysically (laughs) I'm just giving you a hard time yeah no it's it's true um I can remember somebody told me that um, he's like, man, your style's really improved. He's like, actually, at ORU, he's like, he's like, of all the freshmen that are here, he's like, I would say that you have the most improved style. And it was like a backhanded compliment because, one, he was telling me that I had terrible style when I came, but he was also trying to tell me that I looked good, I think. But one of, one of the guys that was one of the guys that was on the floor, this is just silly, but He's like, man, your clothes are too busy, man. You need to simplify your clothes. And I was like, okay. And then another person said, another person told me this. They were like, you know, um, he's, I walked into this conversation. This was really hard for me. This is a hard. Became the loudest voice at the table. And I was, I was talking more than I was listening. And this person said, you know, some people believe that they're graced with the gift of conversation, but they don't realize that other people want to add their input. And I was like, oh, oh, man, it just hurt so bad. But it was when I was, I felt like a man that was awakened who had been asleep, you know. Sometimes I think that some of the, some of the people that love us the most, that give us criticism, it can be the hardest to digest, right? It, it hurts really bad, but that's why we say faithful are the wounds of a friend. Um, so he says, so I said, oh, and he, asked, he said to me, what do you see? I said, I'm looking, and there's a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it, and on the stand seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, and one at the right hand of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said, Do you not know what these are? I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Um, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, I'm going to... I'm going to get deeper into this passage in a minute. But um, how many have heard, you don't understand what you see in the Spirit? Has anybody had a vision that you didn't understand? We're talking about vision. How often have we prayed through to find out what the meaning is? It's so significant that, I mean, Daniel didn't understand the dream, so he fasted and took him 21 days before he was given the revelation. I believe that there are many things that we don't have an understanding of yet, but we need to pray it through. Maybe you don't have a full full understanding of what God's doing in you yet, but you will. So don't give up in the middle of it. 
And verse 10, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. It says, the hands of, verse 9, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hand shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small beginnings? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. And Yeah, I probably myself often, um, still to this day, but pastor often says, you know, somebody came to him and said, the Lord showed me that I'm supposed to have a soup pantry and a big food kitchen. And he said, that's great. I'm excited for you. And he said, so I'm just waiting for that million dollars to come through so I can build the soup kitchen. And pastor said, well, what are you doing right now to help those that are hungry? And he goes, well, nothing. I'm waiting on the money to come through. And dad said, I think that as you help people that are in need with what you have now, God will increase. He said, you need to go get some soup, uh, what do they call the soup cans out of the pantry at your house, some, some of the canned goods that you have, and begin to start donating those. Organize a group of people to go out in the community and do a canned good fundraiser where you go door to door and say, do you have any extra canned goods that we can deliver to the local homeless shelter? Um, he said, but you've got to do what you can right now so that you begin to develop your influence. Because a lot of the people that you see that have national influence, often I watch them in interviews, and they say things like, I never expected this to get this big. When we started, I was just trying to reach a need. How many, how many know that uh, you can do a lot if you're willing, you can accomplish anything if you're willing to allow somebody else to take the credit too. If we, see the, if we see the reason or the motivation and we're not so worried about our name and recognition, I believe that we can accomplish a whole lot together. And sometimes we try to reinvent the wheel instead of just looking for somebody that's already doing it um, and then helping them. One of the things that I feel like I dropped the ball on in our group um, was uh, a connection that we had and she came and she talked to us about meeting with junior hires and so that's a that's a relationship that I'm going to pursue and continue to develop again and look for people that are willing to and we'll, we'll I'll give you more specific information on that later um, but it's so important that we don't despise the day of small beginnings as we're looking at this at this new year you might get upset or frustrated because you don't have the progress that you see yet just monitor what you have. That's why, that's why I want some people to take a picture of themselves in the mirror. And uh, I'm going to turn this microphone off for a second.
Where do you where do you think that let's be really vulnerable right now? Where do you think in your life you need the most correction? It's a hard question. Yeah, Eric. Self concept. Amen. Yeah. In your habits, like more discipline with healthy habits. JC. Eating. <laughs> it is tough not eating all the chocolate in sight. Um, yeah, Alex. Amen. Just so you so to make sure that it's on time and with the right heart. It's. Just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough to do it. I would I would have created an amazing opportunity for myself if I was a high schooler and I was said okay to the Lord when he told me to tell CJ McCollum he'd be an NBA star. But I saw CJ McCollum as five five foot one, five foot two at the time, and I was like, No way, that is not gonna happen. That's not God. And I didn't tell him. I didn't tell. I missed a great opportunity. Um, but you know, I think that God forgives. But man, I'm telling you, if we're not obedient, it can we can really miss great opportunities. And that was one of those things I look back on and think, yeah, I, I'll never get that again. Um, I told, but later on, the Lord told me to tell Kyrie that that there was there was some big opportunities with Hollywood. They were coming up, and I didn't know that Kyrie's now, he's on television on La La Land, um, but at the time, he had just got an opportunity to be on, what is it? Songland. He's on Songland, but he was on the movie La La Land, right? And uh, they actually were like, Kyrie on the keys, and um, he got to meet, was it Gosling? Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, and um, I didn't even know. I didn't even know, but um, it's so cool when we listen to God and we're, we're obedient. But that's the thing is natural eyes, will build, they'll deceive us. If we think that people are stagnant, that they're always going to be where they are right now, then we'll miss the potential in others, not just ourselves, but in them. I, I, can, I can tell you, some people that God's asked me to work with, I, I questioned the Lord, and I was like, why are you having me work with this person? Like, this person is irritating me. And, you know, the Holy Spirit told me, no, I'm perfecting you while I'm perfecting them. I'm, I'm using you to bless them, but I'm also, there's still things in your life. There's, if, there's a, if there's an irritant, I'm making a pearl. Pearl cannot grow. It can't be polished unless there's an irritation inside of the clam. Go ahead. Like he has compassion on his 
children, and he is looking to encourage and strengthen them. So when you do that, like, he's not just, like, letting you experience, like, being right. But, like, you get to feel what he feels like, you know, to say something to someone at the exact time they need to hear it. And so I would, like, so if you are nervous, the worst thing you can ever do is wrong. And I've got that look enough times, too, when they're like, I'll give you an example of that. I was in the lobby two weeks ago on a Sunday, and I saw um, Russ and Ann Bokeman, and the Holy Spirit just came in me, and, and I said, I, uh, I don't know if this is, what is, I said it like a question instead of a statement. I said, is Molly pregnant? And that's her daughter. And she goes, oh, no, they don't ever want to have kids. And that, that is the farthest thing that could be from the truth. They, want to, they said if they ever did, it would be years from now because they really, you know, they're just about their, um, their careers and their jobs and developing things. Well, it was so funny. The next week she came to me and she goes, Molly sent me a message that afternoon and said, can you come by the house? So Russ and I went over, and when we got there, there, like several of the family members were there, and we're like, what is this about? And Molly comes in the room and she says, I was wanted to wait, do the special way, but I can't wait anymore. I want to tell you I'm pregnant. Like, if I had waited till the next week, you know, she might have called and said, guess what, Molly's pregnant, but because I did that. And I said, it, I said, I said, I, you might be surprised, is literally what I said. But she's like, no, nah. I said, you might be surprised. And she, she's been telling people, she's like, God knows about this baby. And um, it's funny is it might have been a surprise to the couple, but it wasn't a surprise to God. Like God, God knew about it, and that was it was one way to confirm that this baby's purpose and here right on time. And I love it when uh, things like that happen. But timing on words is so important as well. Um, delayed obedience is disobedience, and the reason is because you could be missing out on something. Uh, that God wants to be doing, and I, I, I just really what what's the time where um, you felt like you denied the day of small beginnings? Because that's what Zephaniah four says: don't deny the the day of small beginnings. What's the time where you feel like um, you just not denied it, but despised the day of small beginnings, and you wish you wouldn't have? Anybody anybody lost opportunity because? You wanted to move forward? That's a hard question, isn't it? Um, I, I did it. I never got to law school. Um, I took the LSAT, and I canceled my score because I felt like it wasn't going to be that good. And I missed an opportunity to go the next semester and fell into patterns and habits and never got back. 
you know, I don't know if that's waiting for me one day or not, uh, but I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. Anyways, I know that. But there are, there are little things in life where we're like, ah, it's not as good as it should be. Sometimes it, it might be an art piece, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's something you're drawing, maybe it's something that you're painting, maybe it was just a music that you were writing, you didn't want to show anybody. I, I've got somebody in my life that's a relative, and they wrote this piece for their mom. Their mom takes what they wrote for her at a time when she had cancer. He wrote something for her, and the National Cancer Society of America contacts my relative and says, we want to use the song that you wrote for your mom as the national song. We want to play it in our commercials. We want to use this as our anthem. And... um he said no. He said no. And at the time, he said, that's just for my mom. I don't want anybody to use it. And the reality was, he, he later admitted he was afraid of criticism. He was afraid that some people wouldn't like it or it was going to be used for the wrong thing. Um, but I'm just, I'm just telling you that, that God has opportunities in our lives. Uh, and we've gotta, we need to share our gift with others. So don't despise the, the gift that you have if it's not as good as someone else's. Don't live in the land of comparison. Don't think that um, God doesn't need to use you because, you know, God, God doesn't need to use my prophetic voice because Eric can prophesy or Pastor Dana can prophesy or Pastor Michael Kelly can prophesy. There are people in your lives that will never reach, right? You know, don't don't despise the day of small beginnings. Think I've never done something before, and I can't, so I can't do it. Some glue, yeah. So, uh, anybody want to show your uh, vision board while it's in progress? See, don't despise the the vision board of small beginnings. Some somebody that's that's working on it. Ted, come on, show it off. Go ahead, stand up here. It's, it's, it's fancy. It's got piano. It's a really nice place. So some, somewhere that I can spend millions of dollars. And a uh, nice patio. Uh, lovely lady in my life. Um, <laughs> stage, vacations, church productions, streaming, nice camera, nice car. You know. So driving in 2020. Yeah. Meeting, uh, preparing yourself to meet the, the person who God could bring into your life. Or recognizing them, vacation. Just, just something, you know, just nice stuff that I can yeah. do, and then God will use me no matter what. I like that. So, but I really, one of the things I really like is that you put the car on there, and we, you talked about that last week, that, that this is a year that you want to you wanna get that license. So exciting. You want to show yours off? Hi. Hey, praise God. We love him. That's it. So this this week, um, who is this week? Who's going to uh, finish up on your vision board? Your your progress. All right. As you're as you're doing it, I want you to think. I want you to think. Body, mind, spirit. What what are the three ways? What can I what can I learn this year? How can I grow spiritually? 
and how can I develop physically in those three aspects and areas? Um, and tell me one of your biggest takeaways from tonight. What's, what's, what's one of the biggest takeaways from tonight? Anybody? Becca. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Yeah. Constructive versus critical. All right, what can we do as a group to better our community? Because uh, we're making personal goals, but one of the things that we notice is he's talking about a community goal in Zephaniah 4 when they're rebuilding the temple. We are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. But how can we do that in our community this year? What, what is a way, what are some goals that we can make to better our community and build a church in Canton this year? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's other opportunities to mentor there at the school? Okay. I know, cause yeah, yeah, I got it. Who would be interested in that if an opportunity developed? Cool. I love it. That's great. Then there is a... <laughs> um, so there's a community goal, personal goal. Now, one of the things I want to do is um, I want to add some multimedia to this room. Um, some I'd like to get some televisions in here. Um, I would like to find a way to get maybe a little bit of a sound system in here. And um, I don't know if there's, if you know, if you want to, you can donate in addition to your tithes, your regular tithes and offerings to that goal by donating to Momentum. Uh, what's that? <laughs> you could just buy it and bring it here. But uh, I, I, I want to have two of the same TVs. That's one of the things I would like to do. Um, but if you have an idea, you're free to text me and say, like, I found this really good deal. What do you think we should do? Um, but I want to, because since we've, at the youth room back at 38th Street, we had some great TVs that were connected to a digital board and a computer. and We could throw up multimedia. We could throw up videos. Whenever I'm preaching in the sanctuary, I like to do, I like to use the, the video. And um, I want to take it. I want me and Ted, I'd like to, to brainstorm about doing some more personal videos this year. And 
Um, so, anyways, we're we're nearing a close, but I wanna I wanna lift up prayer requests. I wanna pray for Maya. Maya's had appendicitis, had to get her appendix taken out. We wanna pray for Ann Walker. Um, anybody else have a personal prayer request? JC in the back. Pray that Levi sleeps. Y'all, that's a real prayer because. Woo! Uh, man, it's it's so rough. It's rough. All right. Anybody else? Yes. Anxiety. Where do you? We'll talk. I think we're gonna. I think I'm gonna talk about anxiety next week. I'm gonna talk about from uh, one of the things that was on the board was from. Warrior to warrior. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go with that next week. But I'm going to start out talking about how we as a group can um, volunteer in the community. I've got Pastor Barry coming. He's over um, Hammer and Nails. And he wants to talk to us about a spring outreach that we can be a part of. And I'd, I'd love to, to do it as a group. I think it's so much fun when we all do it together. Like I uh, the days that I've done it, where I've done it with friends, like, it's just fun. Like, you wouldn't think that it could be a great time, but we're blessing somebody in the community. What's that? Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. More clarity and wisdom. Okay. I like that. Anybody else? Crickets. All right, let's pray. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure nobody had any like, oh, yeah. Um, Father God, we thank you right now. We pray for Austin's uh, grandfather. Thank you for reminding me that his knee would be healed and whole. In Jesus' name. Um, they said that he can have to need multiple surgeries. So we just pray that you would do a work in that. We thank you, Father God, that as Maya's recovering, that you bring healing to her body. We pray for healing for Jameson, uh, Mike Hall's son, who was in a terrible BMX biking injury and um, has to have plastic surgery on his face from it. Father God, we're asking you to guide the hands of the doctors to provide a minimal uh, scar as possible, Lord, so that it would be barely noticeable. We pray, Father God, that uh, you would bring um, great peace and rest to these newborn babies um, tonight that uh, the parents could sleep. And uh, for many others that have been struggling with sinuses and, and maybe pain in their body and they haven't been able to sleep, we pray that you would bring rest to us, healing and wholeness to our bodies. Uh, I pray, Father God, that you would bless Blake and others that are in school, bless Christine, Father God, as they're away from us, that they would uh, receive a special touch of the Holy Spirit, that you would give them great influence where they are, that you would uh, assign to them a prophetic mantle, that they would have words of knowledge, and they'd be there to inspire and encourage, to lift up, and, and to bring others into the kingdom in a stronger way than ever before. I pray, Father God, for uh, other requests that have been made in this room tonight. Um, Lord God, that you would remove anxiety from your people, that you would give us courage. You said the, the righteous are as bold as lions, so we thank you for your boldness and your courage. 
I pray, Father God, for wisdom and counsel as we take off on the journey of vision, setting goals, and making plans uh, for ourselves this year. And, uh, Father God, that, uh, that we would be purposed in you, in Jesus' most holy name. Everybody say, Any, did I miss anybody's? I feel like I missed a prayer request, but I don't remember. Okay, last thing I want to say to you is make your goals, smart goals, as you're working this week. Make sure that they are specific. Make sure they're measurable. Make sure they're attainable. Make sure they're realistic and time-oriented. Time-oriented. So as you're doing these, like, for instance, with me, I am giving myself one week to recover in my back, and then I want to, you can hold me accountable, do three workouts a week. Billy's going to definitely keep me accountable here. Um, so three workouts a week. I'm giving myself a week for my back to recover. But, yeah, it's just a dream. That's what Emilio said when he came, too. A goal without a plan or time-oriented endeavor is just a fantasy. Okay. All right. Love you guys. There's cookies in the buffet. Let's go get some cookies and have fun.